Hello and welcome to What We Watch After Dark. I'm Jenny. And I'm Nathan. We talk about what we watch after the kid goes to bed. And this week, we watched The, the Batman. Batman. What did you think? I, I liked it. I think it was, you know, definitely a, a little bit different than other previous Batman tellings. And um, I liked that they did not show us the origin story again. I mean, they mentioned it, how their, his parents were murdered, but we didn't have to see the whole scene in the alley and the pearls. And I was happy we didn't have to see all that because we've seen it time and time and time again. And if you, if, if you look at his notebook whenever he's writing, this is the second year... From when he started, so Batman himself, um, in the in the show. Now, the the things I did like it. I don't. I mean, I understand the somberness of using a Nirvana song. My complaint is that song has nothing to do with what they're trying to portray outside of setting a mood. And I felt like you could have maybe got, you know, somebody that was a little bit more orchestrated. It's like, to me, I, I have a soft spot for Nirvana. And I, it worked. It really did. But I was like, they're playing the hell out of the song. And it's just for this somber walk thing. And I'm... But... Outside of that, I did like it. I, yeah. I uh, think that we had, I think we had a real detective story. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Now uh, I do think that it's going to take more than one watch to really understand what we watched. Yeah, and the movie is a uh, three-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, it's no Gilligan's Island, man. Yeah, you know. Uh, but, you know, there's a few times I'm like, okay, this is starting to drag a little bit. But I thought it paced well. I, I, I'm a trimmer. You know, uh, I, I, some of those, like, first 20 minutes or so, some of that was just ominous to me. And it was, it was, it almost felt like a very slow start. Yeah, it did start slow, for sure. I don't know this for sure, and we'll look it up, um, but I think it, they're going to make a TV show. Oh, okay. And the, I think initially this was supposed to be an HBO TV show, which mm-hmm. was, I would say, if you broke up the hours and, and you let somebody have the choice of power watching it or not, I might have liked the whole scenario better uh just and breaking it up to like three out three one hour long things three one hour long things mm-hmm. um i did like the way that they did the justice league now most people sit through all four and they've even converted the streaming for the justice league to show you know congruently without any uh next episode okay mm-hmm um, it had so much, and I like how Batman does evolve 
you know, he, he thinks he's vengeance, not justice yet. Right. And, you know, him fighting with Selena Kyle about Falcone showed that he still had his number one rule not to kill. Mm-hmm. You know, now somebody else shot the gun and it was pointed at him, at somebody else, you know. And he happened to be holding the gun away from his face. That's that's their problem. <laughs> right, right. You know, but yeah. uh, I, I liked it. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm I, a little disappointed. Well, go ahead, honey. Yeah, I was just going to give just a, a real basic synopsis. It's, uh, you know, Batman. Everybody knows Batman. And just how he is handling uh, the newest uh, serial killer, uh, Riddler. In Gotham, and how him and I guess in here he's Detective Gordon. Yeah. You know, try to solve the mystery, but then even once they catch the guy, there's still more unfolding. And that part of it was, I think, a nice thing that the villain did kind of win. Yeah. I mean, he felt like he lost because he made a hero out of Batman. Yeah. Um, I don't... The They went with such an overly dark tone for me. I thought the, the Christopher Nolan Batmans, you know, had some light to it. We really didn't see Bruce Wayne in this movie mm-hmm. very much. And when we did... He wasn't a talker. Now, yeah, I get at, at that, a funeral. <laughs> well, yeah, it's at a funeral, but I mean, you know, I guess is that the only scene though, really, where we see him as Bruce Wayne? I um, mean, outside of seeing Alfred again, he, you know, uh, in the hospital. Yeah. Now, what's the actor's name that's playing that played Batman? Um, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Okay, that man knows how to brute. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm hard of hearing, and I admit that full. But I think you would agree with me. It was almost mumbling in the movie. It was definitely low. And HBO is known for being a little bit lower on their movies. Yeah, we had to crank that volume and still, without closed captioning, I don't know if I would have caught what everybody was saying. Well, and that's just it. You know, I get you're trying to give... This, you know, underlength of, of Solemn and what Batman is. And, yeah, he's quiet in the dark, but, you know, there are other times he's Batman telling everybody he can be, in my opinion, that can just talk to people. And I kind of like the choice that they did with Ben Affleck's Batman, which is uh, a voice uh, modulator, basically until the, the whole Justice League knew who he was. <laughs> right. You know, I, I, it is, it is. I can't believe did did the Riddler see? This is one thing I don't know. Did the Riddler figure out that Batman was Bruce Wayne? See, that's the thing. Is the way he was like. Saying Bruce Wayne, you know, you could tell Batman was like, oh, no, all shit. But then he's like, oh, Bruce Wayne, the one that got away. 
because he's the only one that didn't die in Riller's grand plan. You know, so then Batman's like, oh, thank God. He doesn't know it's me, but then does he? Because he knows a lot of things, that Riddler. So, I don't know. I really wasn't with the villain. I think the the filmmaker did a good job of villainizing the character. I don't feel like the actor did. I felt the actor, I don't know, to me... It was, you could have put Kevin Spacey from Seven into the exact same role. And even though we don't watch Kevin Spacey because he's a little fondler, beside the point. But the character itself was, you know, it's not over even though you've caught me. And did you catch me or did I give up? Right. Yeah. You know, and that obviously knew. That he wasn't going to be around for a while. Because he made that video wherever the day before. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Why would he just, like, go and sit in the coffee shop and wait? You know, yeah. He knew he was going to get caught. But his plan was. Well, his plan was to become famous for being a serial killer. But he just didn't realize this creating complete havoc uh, goes from the mysterious of a serial killer to a mass murderer. Well, he wanted to bring all the liars out into so everybody could see that they were liars or whatever. Yes, but again, I never got that that he did all this studying or anything like that to figure out this plot. I got he was a little kid that heard the speech. Uh, the Riddler was, you know, Edward Enigma or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought that there was parts that didn't come across. And I think that maybe with villains, I'm more used to, to no mask at all. Or, or not as much of a mask. I mean, the reason I'm kind of down on the Riddler is because... Uh, what's his name? Uh, the Who played Penguin? Uh, Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell kills it. That ain't Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. That that did not look like Colin Farrell. That I, I, yeah. the the voice, everything. Colin Farrell can really get into a role, and I, I was. You have that level of acting, and then you've got the key players that are making choices, but m- maybe not the same ones I would make. I, I just think that it should have been louder. You know that in part, I really felt like. The motorcycle ride was needless. Right. That right. end motorcycle ride. I really felt like... I mean, and I'm being hard on this film. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and purposely, because, uh, it, you know, Batman's an institution, man. And it's been done so many different ways, so many different times. But that's to yeah. a credit to the character. Oh, yeah. And I'd say... Uh, Robert Patterson has shown me his Batman, but not his Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like Michael Keaton was a good Bruce Wayne and an okay Batman. You know, mm-hmm. and then uh, then you have Christian Bale, who who's not a very good Bruce Wayne, but a great Batman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you have Robert Patterson... And I felt like 
I didn't see enough of his Bruce Wayne. Enough of that. And maybe this is the year he's starting to learn that. Yeah. And that would be, if there is a TV show, I would love to see them develop yeah. that story. I mean, because even Alfred said, hey, you're going to have to make some appearances as Bruce Wayne or it's, it ain't going to fly. What did you think of the performance uh, of Alfred? We Again, we didn't see much Alfred either. Uh, he got blown up rather quickly. I do like how Alfred was the study man a little bit more. and I, yeah. But I really liked the, detect, the detective part that really is missed in a lot of other Batman films. For sure. No, definitely. And I am glad, while you, you know, aren't keen on the Riddler's performance, it's nice not to have the whole movie centered around Joker. That seems to be usually how they have these first Batman movies. Joker is the main villain. So, I mean, yeah, they tease him at the end, but... Well, and really, they, you know, Ra's al Ghul in the Christopher Nolan ones was the first villain. And then it was Heath, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. And we saw Joker in with Jack Nicholson, which was another... I mean, Heath Ledger, I think, is still the best Joker I've seen. I'm not going to believe in any of the... that the, got in his head and all that. I just think the guy knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And... That's the true point. The Joker movie. Mm -hmm. You know, Joaquin Phoenix even admits in his speeches that his inspiration is from his friend, you know, Heath Ledger. And I think it's, I mean, I think that, I don't think that there's, I think it was such a take. This one really tried to be gritty and real. Mm-hmm. And it had a Gotham that wasn't New York. Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. So, it, it definitely had its own Gotham, and I like that. And I, I, I'm i going to, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say right now I'm giving it a four. Mm-hmm. And a solid four because, uh, yes, I see itty-bitty problems. Some things I might trim. Right. But I'm saying, like, trim by minutes or or, you know here and there yeah end of scenes that you know i felt lingered and what did you think of zoe kravitz as catwoman i liked her i liked how she played it i think that they really got the selena kyle batman correct yeah they're like kind of weird relationship yeah and and that's always there and that's what makes selena kyle Mm -hmm. so upset at Batman is because Gotham is his love. Gotham is what he's always going to turn towards. For sure. If he had to choose, he'd choose you know, Gotham. And I really felt like that they went back and that's something that Batman in other movies was more worldly. And I'm glad that it was in Gotham there was no, I mean, there was no really mention of any other superheroes, only his rogue gallery. And I also, you know, one of the things that shocked me, though, 
was, do you think he was using uh, Bane's venom at that one point? Oh, the green stuff, yeah. The green stuff that he was uh, putting into him? I wasn't sure what that was, but it sure did make him pissed as hell. Yeah, well, and that's, do you wonder if that's a venom? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the name of the stuff that Bane takes. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, please write in and tell me. And, you know, I I don't want to continue to be an idiot. That's I guess that's the way I'd put that. But when I saw that, I thought, how interesting. Yeah, because first I was like, well, maybe it's adrenaline. But then... But it was to, green. To have it be like bright green, glowing in a container, or a syringe, or whatever. I was like, yeah, that ain't just adrenaline. Yeah. So, and then the way he like jumped up and beat the shit out of that dude. I really like the one part I do like is after he's beating the hell out of that dude, and they go, Who are you? and he goes, Me, I'm vengeance. And that's when you knew what the Riddler was talking about of them being trying to be the same. He was getting vengeance Mm -hmm. just as. Batman was dealing out his vengeance. Yeah. And that and, and ultimately was where he learned that it's justice, not vengeance, yeah. that he's looking for. Yeah, because Riddler thought they were on the same team. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. like, you did it with me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we took the, they took that guy on the light for me, just like I asked. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's kind of the... I like that part of the mind. Mm-hmm. Kind of mind screw or mindfuck or whatever. I'm glad it wasn't Jim Carrey's <laughs> I was gonna Riddler. Say, I was like, we've seen Riddlers and um, it's it ain't no Jim Carrey. Well, <laughs> Nothing against Jim Carrey, but yeah, that no. was, what, Batman Forever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what, what kind of score would you give it? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I would give it a solid four out of five stars. Um, I will tell you, though, one of my favorite parts is when Batman jumps off the building in his little, like, flying squirrel suit. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he just, like, pulls a little zip, and he's like, whoop, and then he's out, and he's, like, you know, gliding through the, the city, but <laughs> does not make a graceful landing. <laughs> um, and that's the thing, too. I like that it doesn't show Batman as perfect. He he does crap up the landing. He he does get the shit knocked out of him sometimes. And it's not just like one bad guy or whatever taking their turns one at a time going after him. I mean, he's got multiple guys on him most of the time. So I, I thought that was real, more realistic than just like everybody's like, oh, wait my turn. Oh, that guy's got, just got beat up. I guess it's my turn to come in, you know. Yeah, and he was handing out Batman knees. You know, got you in the knee. Got you in the knee. You know. Right. And the, and to hang somebody by their knee. Yeah. Oh, right. You know. Well, um, but he didn't, he didn't kill them, right? Nope. Just made them wish they were dead. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, let's see, who was the one that directed this movie? Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Do you think this movie is enough to kind of pump up the DC movie well, universe? Well, the thing is, Discovery just bought them. This is true. It looks like it's going to take because the guy that's playing The Flash, 
uh, Ezra Miller is a fucking wacko crook that can't keep his hands off people in public. Yeah, yeah, that's so. And I'm now given I am a dork, a the biggest dork for Grant Gustin's Flash. I really wish that Grant Gustin was the main Flash in the movies too. I mean, I get that they're trying to build a multiverse, and he is already in a verse, a a universe. Who's to say he's not going to go off on set? Or who's to say... I mean, whatever he's doing, he's fucking it up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not trying to be cancel culture here. It didn't look good when Keith or Sutherland took out a Christmas tree. It doesn't look good. I'm not saying cancel the kid, but I don't think he should be the Flash. I think he's more of a villain. You know, or maybe... Some other movies, but I really am not familiar with that. But I'm getting off on The Flash, and I, I should not. What What's interesting is I just realized this movie's rated PG-13. And there weren't a lot of fucks. There weren't any... I mean... I don't, if, there, if there was only... There can be one fuck... Right, right. And I think they used it, but I I don't think there was another one. And as far as gory, I mean, for being such a dark movie, it could go really gory. But they just kind of left it to your imagination, like the dude getting his face eaten by rats and stuff. Yeah, but I also go into thinking about those scenes where it's just completely black and you see only gunfire. I really felt maybe from the back, maybe from some kind of, you know, silhouette-ish. Right, right. But I really felt like here we have this action scene and we're not looking, we're not seeing it. But it did look cool with the gunfire kind of going around. and Yeah, but wouldn't you agree it looked just as cool if you could see just a little bit? Like some little dim light in the background well, or something? I saw, I, hey, man. Mm-hmm. Again, that is a decision thing. And I can't knock the guy, uh, can't knock the director or editors or anything yeah. Yeah. for the decisions. I mean, they made one. I just felt like that they just turned the dark on this so dark. But I know I like it a lot because I have such strong opinions about what I see as choices I might make different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm I'm overanalyzing this movie already. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, would you recommend this movie to others? I know you said you got kind of a negative recommendation from somebody, so... Yes, I would recommend it to other people. Especially if they were Batman fans. Mm-hmm. If they're not superhero people at all, no. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. It's not. I think they'd be bored with it. No, well, I, and there are certain superhero films, like we watched last week. I would literally tell anybody and everybody, <laughs> right, to watch No Way Home. Yeah, for sure. Do we have time for a few fun of facts? Of course. All right. Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne is partially inspired by Kurt Cobain. 
Writer-director Matt Reeves was listening to Nirvana when he wrote the first act with Pattinson in mind. That's when it came to me that, rather than make Bruce Wayne the Playboy version we've seen before, there's another version who had gone through a great tragedy and became a recluse. Kurt Cobain had a relationship with fame where being famous was not his goal. He loved music, but the idea of being famous for music was a double-edged sword for him. And that made me think of Rob Pattinson, actually. I felt that this rock star vibe suited him well. After all, he became a pop culture icon at a very young age and had to carry that burn too and extricate himself from it to become the actor he is today. You know, I heard a joke because, you know, Robert Patterson was from Twilight. Right. He's a really sucky vampire to, to just now be turning into a bat. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was awful, but hey... Uh, and I, I heard that joke, and I did not come up with that joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know who said it, so I'm trying to make sure people, you know. What else you got? Um, it says, Colin Farrell stated that he went to Starbucks to try out his prosthetics and makeup for the Penguin for the first time. Nobody recognized him, despite getting a couple of stares from people. No, he, I cannot wait to see... Here's the thing. Like, I liked the Gotham's Penguin. Uh, the Gotham TV show's oh. Penguin. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, I thought... I liked the lamp. I like, But Colin Farrell, again, <laughs> impresses. This is why... Right. I mean, I don't question when he gets cast in things anymore. Because I'm like, yeah, he can do it. Mm-hmm. It says, this is the first version of Batman... To directly address the black eye makeup under the cowl. In previous versions on film, the makeup just disappeared when Bruce took off his mask. Matt Reeves, I just love the idea of taking off the mask and under that there's the sweating and the dripping and the whole theatricality of becoming this character. Okay. I, I did like the black eye, black eye makeup staying behind, but I'd also say it's in style right now. Yeah, I'd say that it's actually you know that we there's bands that dress uh, and and well, wear makeup, black eyeliner, or black or even blacked out eyes. It definitely stylized, and I guess now that we heard him basing it on Kurt Cobain. I don't know about a Kurt Cobain uh, Batman. I mean, that... Partially wrote and directed. I know. And I think... And the thing is, is I'm not even complaining about that. Mm-hmm. Usually, I'd have a problem with the writer-director. And he, he had somebody helping him, too. So, mm-hmm. uh, I just wish... The, cho- the one choice... And, I, and, I, and this is basically what I was saying before. We didn't get a Bruce Wayne. Not and, and I understand not the Playboy one and going for that angle, mm-hmm. but Kurt Cobain is not the poster child for depression. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't like thinking of that's too big of a pop icon to put in 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 a Batman scenario. So it says, Matt Reeves stated that this version of the Riddler was partially inspired by the infamous serial killer 
Zodiac, who operated in California in the late 1960s. Never caught that brother, did they? Well, a few months ago, I thought they said they finally figured out who it was. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, from being from the 60s. Yeah. That's crazy. And then here's the last one. So it says, Robert Pattinson auditioned for the Batman using Val Kilmer's original Batsuit from Batman Forever. You forgot to mention Val Kilmer as a Batman. But because... Well, and George Clooney. Right. But because Pattinson's head didn't fit into Kilmer's cowl, he wore the one George Clooney wore in Batman and Robin. Oddly enough, the former Batman Christian Bale also auditioned for Batman Begins using Val Kilmer's original Batsuit from Batman Forever, but including Kilmer's cowl. Oh. I, I, I think that's crazy. Just kind of recycle the Batsuits audition in future well, they ones. they paid people a lot of money <laughs> to make those motherfuckers, man. Right. I know. I think overall, I mean, I liked it, and I think it's a, a good audition uh, addition to... I say watch it with somebody the so Batman you can talk about it afterwards. Universe. I mean, it, this is one of our longer episodes. It is. You know, and we're just now wrapping it up. So, uh, next week, unless there's another new movie that comes out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, we're going to watch uh, This Is War with Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. This has uh, been great. Yeah. And we just want to thank everybody for listening. And as. As always, if you have any comments, anything you want us to watch and critique, feel free to send us an email at whatwewatchafterdark at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, folks. Bye.